Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you glory, we give you honor, we thank you, O God, for this beautiful day. We honor you and we bless your name. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that you have given us. We thank you, Father, for this platform. We thank you, O God, for this moment of sharing your word with the world. And we honor you and we bless you for all those people, O God, who will be listening to your word, O God. We thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, uh, greetings, um, brothers and sisters. I am the latter day preacher, of course, and this is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God. God, where we go deep in the Word of God. Well, welcome back to, to episode 2 of the series, The Teachings of Jesus Christ. We are on episode 2. That means we are, we, we, after this episode, we are going to be left with 8, 8 episodes to go. So there is a lot of teaching to do and preaching to do. Praise mighty Jesus. Well, today... On the series today on the series we are going to touch we are going to, we are on Matthew of course the gospel of Matthew like yesterday we are on chapter 6 we are going to begin our teaching on chapter 6 um, verse 24 and then um, and then we go to chapter 7 uh, to verse 7 verse 13 and our last verse i think it's verse 21 verse 21 and then we will end there for today well i hope you are well it's a bit chilly uh, in south africa i hope you are well where you are i hope the weather is beautiful i hope you are blessed because i feel blessed i feel blessed and i feel blessed to be alive so blessed to be alive. Thank you. Well, let us begin with our episode of the series on the teachings of Jesus Christ. On the teacher, praise God. We are on the Gospel of Matthew, as I've said before, chapter 6, um, verse 24. And the theme of that um, um, message is God of this um message is God and possessions. So we are going to teach on that today. We are going to, to teach on that today. We are going to teach on that today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, let us read. No one can be a slave of two masters. He will hate one and love the other. He will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot save both men and money. Praise mighty Jesus. Verse 25 says, This is why I tell you not to be worried about the food and drink you need in order to stay alive, or about clothes for your body. After all, isn't life worth more than food? And isn't the body worth more than clothes? 
very important questions that the Lord is posing there, that Jesus is posing there. But first, we must go back to verse 24, our opening verse. The, the, the Bible says, No one can be a slave of two masters. No one can be a slave of two. Remember, we are continuing on the teachings of Jesus Christ. So, no one can be a slave of two masters. He will hate one and then love the other. He will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And this is what we are going through um, in the world today. You, I'm sure you know somebody who, who used to be broke and that used to love God very much. Praise God. And used to go to church frequently worshiping God. He used to just love fellowshipping. But now, um, and, and God, of course, we, we, as, as, as we worship God, we pray. And one in, in every believer's prayer, we pray for, for, for God to change our lives. You know, we, no one wants to live, wants to be poor. So we pray because we know these promises, these are promises that God has already promised us. So how we go about that as Christian? So we obey God as God asks us to we, or commands us to. We obey God. We obey God. We do what he says we must do. We hate sin. Then if we live like that, then God says that he will bless us. He says that he will bless us because the Bible says no one serves God and lack. No one will worship God and lack. No one will worship God and lack. But the problem is people, the moment that God blesses them, you've been praying for God to bless you perhaps financially or with a better job and God blesses you and now you are earning six figure, um, you know, for instance, you are earning a lot of money. Now God has blessed your business. No, God has blessed the work of your hands and you are happy. Now you are making a lot of money and God has blessed you. And we are so quick to forget, to forget God when that happens. We're so quick to forget God. Now all of a sudden we are too busy to even to go to church. Because if you ask someone who is in that position and if you ask a man, if you let's say you meet him and you haven't seen him in church in a while perhaps in, in in three weeks or four weeks you haven't seen him and if you ask him why haven't you been to church haven't you been to church and, and he will tell you look i run a business now and my business is growing i just don't have as much time as before you know so in other words you know what god has blessed you with the money that that you have the money that you're making now has become your God because it has become your priority. So whatever we idolize or whatever takes our time away from God, that things automatically becomes our God. Praise mighty Jesus. So hence Jesus is saying here, no one can be a slave of two masters. It's either you serve God or you serve money. Money is not evil. Money is not evil. God doesn't want us to be poor. God has, has stored blessings for each and every one of us. You know, for each and every one of us. But God, in so doing, because God has given us our own 
um, independent thinking, our own minds. So God will bless you because he blesses who he wants to bless. Will bless you, but God will not expect you to turn away from the from him because the source of your success is him. So it only makes sense to in fact to be to to be more grateful to him, to worship him more. You know, to praise him more, to pray more, because you, you know that you've been praying for this, you've been hoping for this, you've been dreaming about this life of luxury, if what, that is what you've been dreaming about. And God finally blesses you. So God does not expect you to turn around and say, look, I cannot be in church on Monday because I have a business meeting, because I am meeting this you know, this business partner of mine, or I'm, I have to go and, and, and uh, be in talks for a new contract, and all those things. That is why the Bible says everything has its own time. Everything has its own time. Even business has its own time. When, when time to worship God, you have to separate it. Sundays and some days of the week, where in your church you worship, those are the days that you should put aside as days to worship the Lord, as days to worship the Lord. Because if you all of a sudden become too busy to worship God, then that, 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 that means you have turned your back on God and now you are worshiping money and that is a sin. Praise mighty Jesus. So verse 25 says, This is why I tell you not to be worried about the food and drink you need in order to stay alive or about clothes for your body. After all, isn't life worth more than food? Isn't the body worth more than clothes? Listen to verse 26. Look at the birds. They do not sow seeds. Gather a harvest and put it into uh, put it in bands yet your father in heaven takes care of them and you worth much much more than birds so the, the question here that jesus is right the, the what jesus here is addressing is that we spend as 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 children of god a lot of time you know as if we don't know the word of god as if we don't read the bible you know we spend a lot of time being anxious being, being, being anxious about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, you know, because God, what he needs, God, he needs faithful people. People who know, you know, that even though I am going through, you know, even though I am going through this desert at this moment, but I know that my God will provide, will provide for me with manna. Praise God. Praise God, because God knows our needs. God knows now. That is why Jesus here is making a parable about um, a, a birds. He is making an example, per, rather, about the birds, because that is the, that is a fact. You look at the birds. Birds they don't sow. Birds they don't harvest, and 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 they don't put in 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 the barns for tomorrow. Yet, God takes care of them so how how much more are we praise god than birds so the question is aren't you worth much more than birds aren't you worth much more than birds of course the answer is yes we are worth much more than birds because we are the most we are the most favorite uh, 
praise God or or prized creation of God. Human beings are the most prized creation. That is why we are given um, the dominion to trample over scorpions. Praise mighty Jesus. We are given that opportunity because we are worth much more to God than birds. That is why the Bible says you should not be anxious. The Bible says do not be anxious about anything but pray about everything with with prayer and supplication. You know, bringing whatever that you're praying for unto the Lord. Whatever that you're praying for unto the Lord. That is what the Bible says. So we are worth much more than birds. We are worth much more than birds. And then the Bible continues. The Bible says, praise God, in verse 28, and why worry about clothes? Look how the wildflowers grow. They do not draw or make clothes for themselves. They do not draw or make clothes by themselves. But yet, especially during this time in South Africa, if, if, because it is spring, that is when we, we, we see um, um, uh, flowers be, being, uh, you know, being dressed by God, looking beautiful. You know, they're looking so beautiful. You know, of course, we just come from winter. You know, winter time is when flowers and trees, they wither. You know, but this time, that is when they start to blossom and then you see the beauty of God's creation. So this is these are very important questions for people who are going through something. Because, I, for example, I know that the, 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 the coronavirus has put us under a lot of strain, including me. Including me personally, I am going through something because of the of, of of the lockdown of the coronavirus. But did I lose hope or faith in God? No, I cannot. I cannot lose faith in God. I cannot. I, I there's no time for me. You know, when I think about my situation, my only concern goes towards my children. Praise God. Not towards about me. Not 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 or not with me because I have faith in God. And I have faith even though today the situation may seem like it's dark. I know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So in other words, you know, I am going through this situation. That does not mean that God is not near me. God is walking this journey with me. So if you are in the same situation, perhaps you've lost your job, you've lost your loved ones, you've lost your spouse during this coronavirus or your business went south, you know, during this coronavirus, just have faith in God. So the more you pray, the more you bring unto him your prayers and supplication, the more you bring unto him. God listens to all of our prayers. So you don't have to be anxious, uh, put so much um, pressure on yourself, you know. Trust God, have faith in him, and he will do it for you. Praise God. So, but verse 29 says, But I tell you that not even King Solomon, with all his wealth, had clothes as beautiful as one of these flowers. Verse 30 says, It is God who clothes the wild dress. Dress that is here today and gone tomorrow, bent up in the oven. Won't he be all the more sure to clothe you, 
how little faith you have. So as I said before, it is about the faith. It is about faith. It is about the faith. Because the Bible says nothing else pleases God but faith. Faith pleases God. No. Faith pleases God because without faith, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You've heard the word of God. Now you say you are faithful that you have faith in God. That is how salvation comes about. Salvation comes because you have faith in God. Because you heard the gospel and you have accepted it. The gospel and your, your, the gospel is in your heart. It stays there. Now you have faith in God. You develop faith in God. So faith, listen to this. So the, the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. So how do you show that you are faithful? By demonstration, by demonstrating that you have faith. So when everybody else says, sees doom and gloom, you know, a person who is faithful, a person who has faith in God, sees light, you know, sees better days, sees better tomorrow. That is how faith works. When everybody says, you know, this country is going to hell, when everybody says, I will never be employed. But a faithful person says, any day now, I, I can receive a call that will change my life. Because you know that you pray and you know that the God that we serve is not a statue, but we serve and we, we, we bring our prayers unto a God that is a living God, unto a living God. We know that he listens to our prayers. So don't be like, uh, people who don't have faith show faith demonstrate faith all the time so do not be anxious about anything pray about everything so verse 31 says so do not start worrying where with my where will my food where will my food come from or my drink or my clothes verse 32 these are the things that the pagans are always concerned about your father in heaven knows that you need all these things. Your father in heaven knows that you need all these things. So God already knows our needs and he will supply or he will bless us according to his riches. So worrying is not going to take you anywhere. Being anxious is not going to take you anywhere. But having, having faith in God and demonstrating that faith, that is the only thing that is going to please God. Hallelujah. Because by worrying about what you're going to eat tomorrow, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and find food in, in, in your cabinet because you're worried. No, it's not going to happen like that. But the God, if you keep on praying and you keep on asking God and saying that God, you, and you, you pray according to His will, you know, you remind Him of the promises that he made because one thing that you you must know about god he is not a liar he is not a liar so what he says he means it what he says he means it no word that comes out of the mouth of god of the mouth of god um, comes back void or returns void you know every word that god has ever spoken you know creates does something in our lives praise god so he is not a man that he should lie nor is he son of man that he should repent praise mighty jesus that is what the word of god says 
that is what the word of god says so so do not start worrying okay about what food where food is going to come from where drink, what, what are you going to drink what am what, what, what am i going to wear praise god so you are like a flower i know right now it is like winter you know you you, you are withered it is like winter but your spring is coming you are going to blossom again because this thing is about season it is not yet your season but your season is coming all you have to do have faith in god because that is what the flowers do they lose their leaves beautiful trees beautiful beautiful flowers they wither they lose but you you, you won't find them gone tomorrow a beautiful tree will still be there during winter when it has no leaves it will look ugly it will be there it will stand the, the, the test of time rains will come the cold of the winter will come the windy days during august will come but the, the tree will stand there will stand there because it is rooted on the ground it is not going anywhere it is waiting for 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 for, for its season which is the season of spring that's when the flowers now return that's when the tree begins to blossom that's when the tree begins imagine be like that tree and be rooted in Jesus and know that you know when winter time comes you are fine when storm comes and they blow with you you are fine they just blow but you don't collapse they hit you you don't collapse they hit you you stand the course of time because you are waiting for the promises of the lord you are waiting for your season hallelujah and when your season comes you will blossom when your season comes you will be thankful when your season comes you will be grateful and you will know when it, when it when it is your season hallelujah praise god so verse 33 says instead be concerned about everything else with the kingdom of god you know so this is in in other versions um that is what is called matthew 33 in other versions it says that seek ye first the kingdom of god seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you this is a promise of god that is why i love this scripture matthew 33 i i love it i live i live by this scripture because even though i am going through some things but the minute i remember this scripture and i recite it i know you know i know and my faith it's like uh, you know my faith is is revived the minute i think about this scripture that says seek ye first the kingdom of god seek ye first the kingdom of god so you have to ask the question that am i seeking the kingdom of god yes i i am waiting for the blessings of god am i seeking the kingdom of god am i doing god's will am i doing what is right am i seeking his righteousness am i righteous am i a righteous person am i living a holy life do i hate sin if you answer if your answer to those question is yes if your answer to those question is yes then you are on the right path then wait upon the lord 
Wait upon the Lord. Blessed are those. Wait upon the Lord. Because they will not be disappointed. They will not be disappointed. So you wait upon the Lord because you will not be disappointed. Hallelujah. Praise mighty Jesus. This is what we're talking about today. So in this version, it says, Instead, be concerned about everything else with the kingdom of God and with what he requires of you. What he requires of you. What does God require of you? He requires of you. What does he require of you? God wants you to, to obey him, to obey his will. God wants you to seek his righteousness. His righteousness. His righteousness. God wants you to be holy. God wants you to hate sin. God wants you to worship him and only him. Nothing else day and night. Praise him. Praise him. Worshiping him. Worship him. Worship him day and night. That is what God wants you to do. And what does he promise you? Praise mighty Jesus. And he will provide. The Bible says, and he will provide you with all these other things and he will provide you with all these other things this is a promise of god is someone getting what i'm saying so it will have enough worries it will have enough worries so okay god will provide with all these we will provide you with all these other things so verse 34 says do not worry about tomorrow it will have enough worries of its own there is no need to add to the troubles each day hallelujah you see these are the promises of god so worrying about tomorrow because you don't know what will happen tomorrow only god knows only god knows what is a store tomorrow what is a store for you to what is in store for you tomorrow only god knows if the world is going to end tomorrow you don't know so why spend your time worrying about tomorrow why spend your time worrying about tomorrow because you cannot change tomorrow you cannot change tomorrow so allow god to do what he does best to, to, to do what he does best and, and that is to bless his own children to bless those who obey him Jesus I mean not Jesus I mean Abraham was blessed by God because of his obedience because of his obedience if you're going to look to some for someone who was obedient to God praise God is, is, is Abraham so when God says, seek his righteousness, read the Bible, study, who was righteous? And because of that righteousness, was blessed. Noah. Noah said, the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. Noah says, because of that, he saved not only himself, but his family from the flood. He was a, a preacher of righteousness. So when you seek righteousness of God, you are pleasing God. Praise God. So faith in God. Look at, at, at Job, for example. Job was hit. Job, in one day, he lost everything. His riches, his children, everything. Did he just hang himself? Did he commit suicide? 
No, he didn't. Because he was human, of course, he complained. But he still had faith in God. And God, that is what God told Satan. That is what God told the devil. He said, I have not found any man more faithful than him on earth right now. And that was the man who, who was faithful through it all, through the pain, through the pain, through the calamity, through the calamity, Job stood firm. Because that's what faith does. Praise God. So stand firm in God. You are going through something right now. Maybe you are broke. Maybe you are unemployed. Maybe your business lost its money. Maybe whatever. Maybe your marriage is not working out. Stand firm. Stand in your faith. Believe God. Bring your prayers unto Him. Praise mighty Jesus. Well, we are going. We are going. We are going forward. We are continuing. Now, we are on chapter 7. Praise mighty Jesus. We are on chapter 7. We are on chapter 7 right now. I love the word of God. I don't know about you. So let's continue. We are on verse 7. Ask, seek, knock. Let us read. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This is basically authority that we have been given. This is free. We are freely given this authority. We are, we are given authority as children of God to knock, to ask, because God wants us to be free. God wants us to know that he is our father. So we can ask for whatever that we need of whatever that we want. And he, he will provide. Let me read the scripture. Ask and you will receive. This is the promise of God. This is, you, you, you must always remember the promises of God. So that you will not lose your way with God. If you remember his promises... His promises will, will revive your faith even when you are going through dark times, when you are going through struggles, when you are going through calamities. But the promises of God in your life, if you, if you have faith in God, then they will revive your faith. They will give you hope because you know that they will come through. He is not a man that you should lie. So when God says, ask, you will receive. He means it. He is God. He does not lie. So ask and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. You remember what he says in the book of Jeremiah? You remember what he says in the book of Jeremiah? God says, seek. Seek me. And he says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. <laughs> if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Even if you don't seek him, as you pray, you are seeking an answer to something else. You are seeking his face. You are seeking an answer perhaps to something else. The Bible promises you, the word of God is promising you that you will find it. That is why it says seek and you will find. 
and whatever door that you knock on the bible says it will be opened to you it says knock that is the promise of god it is the authority that you've been given it is the authority and the promise of god so when the bible says ask and you will receive you have given a, a, a authority to do that and then you are given at the same time it is a promise that if you ask you will receive remember john 14:14 14, 14. Praise God. The Bible says in John 14, 14, If you ask anything in my name, it shall be given to you. If you ask anything in my name, that means as you ask, you must ask in the name of Jesus, the, our mediator, the author and perfecter of our faith. So you must ask in the name of Jesus. Even when you seek, you must seek in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says you will find. When you knock on any door, maybe you are knocking at the doors of business. You are knocking at the doors of employment, doors of anything else. Just believe that that door is going to open because it has already been promised to you that if you knock in the name of Jesus, it shall be opened to you. Listen to verse 8. So, for everyone who asks will receive, and anyone who seeks will find, and the door will open to him who knocks, and that is the promise of God. It will not change. It cannot change because God does not change. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he will be the same tomorrow. Praise God. Verse 9. Would any of you who are fathers give your son a stone when he asks for bread? That is the question. Verse 10. Or would you give him a snake when he asks for a fish? Verse 11. Bad as you are, you know how to give good things to your children. How much more then will your father in heaven good, give good things to, to those who ask him? Praise mighty Jesus. We are talking basically to today, you know, the promises of God. Because what God says, you know, it will come true. The Bible here in chapter 7 of, of the Gospel of Matthew, it says, ask and you, and you will receive. The Bible says, seek and you will find. And the Bible says, knock and, and, and the door will be open to you. Praise God. Now we find the Bible in, 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 in verse 9 saying, Would you, any of you who are fathers give your son a stone? That is a, a, a good question. Would any of you, I, I am a parent too. When my son is asking me for bread, I give him bread. If there's no bread in the house, I give him money to go and buy a loaf of bread. Praise God, because he is my son. I cannot give him stone. He cannot eat stone. Even animals don't eat stone. I love him. He is my son. So I give him what he's asking me for. If he's asking me for fish, I give him fish. I don't give him snakes. Praise God. Because I love him. He's my son. So if we, if we as human beings, if we as children of God, as, as, as much of a sinners as we are, or as bad as we are, or as much of a sinner as you are, or even in other versions, it says, as evil as you are, if you can give your son what he's asking for, how much more of God? How much more 
then will your father in heaven good give, give good things to those who ask him praise mighty jesus how oh, my goodness i love this this is beautiful this is beautiful i thank god for this um i remember um we are on the series this is only the second episode so there's 10 there's eight more episodes to go so there's lot of teaching that is still going to take place and i'm loving it i am loving it because i am learning something the holy spirit is just teaching me something here i am learning too um very much so learning learning now we are going to verse 13 we are continuing we are going to verse 13 it's still the same chapter chapter 7 Matthew chapter 7 so we are going now on verse 13 the narrow gate praise god praise god verse 13 says go in through the narrow gate because the gate to hell is wide and the road that leads to it is easy and there are many who travel it verse 14 says but the gate to life is narrow and the way that leads to it is hard and there are few people who find it this is very important because take yourself for example before you you were born again just like me let me take myself and make an example about myself when i was i was not born again when i was not a christian when i was christian just by saying i'm a christian praise god but i i, I was not living according to the will of god in other words i was in sin i was deep in sin i was sinning like nobody's business that's what i'm trying to tell you so the bible says describe the life that is describing the life that i used to live that most people are still living today and describing it as, as as the gate to hell and the bible says here go through the narrow gate narrow it's it's a small path and narrow gate is a small narrow, narrow means um a small 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 you can hardly pass if a, if a path it's narrow if a path it's narrow sometimes in a narrow path you can only you know go uh, alone like one person per, per time must enter that narrow that narrow gate one person per time you know so and there's only one entrance that goes in a narrow in a narrow place because we, you cannot there cannot be any other person that comes um 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 ahead of you or in front of you because of the of the path is too narrow so there's only one entrance i know um, a place like that i know a, a path like that uh, in the villages um, praise god there is a path like that where only one person go in at a time because and i can only i imagine that that what the bible is talking about here that narrow gate i i, I so i have imaginations like i i i would imagine that 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 path that i know as the same one that the bible is 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 talking about right here 
and and when and when you're about to go to that narrow gate no one and there is another one a wide road it is it is wide it's open but it is on the field and the, the one that 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 you have to walk through the field it's very dangerous you know because anything can happen a lot of people have been marked in that road so i am taking that example and i am making an example about this scripture that the most the narrow gate is the safer one the narrow gate is the one that or the narrow path is the one that takes you to heaven but the wide open space that people love so much is the one that takes you to hell like the life of sin because i am going to be honest with you when you are living in sin when you have not encountered jesus christ the night clubs are the most happiest places one can be the taverns the life that you live the fornication the sexual immorality it is it, it is so beautiful you, you you could see people who are living that life they love it the alcohol the drinking it's so beautiful you can't wait for the weekend so that you can drink again you can't wait for the weekend so that you can drink again and you live that life and you enjoy changing women you know i slept with this one this weekend next week i'm going to sleep with this one this one this one and 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 those kind of talks are, are for are for the people that are living the life of sin but the mom and 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 when you think about being a christian when you are still living in sin you think about it and you look at at people who are christians born again christian and you look at them and say hey these people they must be bored this life of being a christian is bored i will never be a born again christian you know but you think you know <laughs> you think you know that is why you say we must not worry about tomorrow let tomorrow that is why the bible says we must not worry about tomorrow let tomorrow worry about it, about itself because i didn't know that one day uh, uh, god will call me um, um, uh, as a man of god will call me to preach his gospel i i, w- I didn't know when i was still living in sin i thought people who, who were born again were so bored you know their lives were were, were such a boredom you know until i met jesus christ I, until like paul on my way to damascus i encountered jesus christ and that's when my life changed that's when my life changed and and I, and i'm going to tell you right now there is no joy you know like this joy that you find in christ knowing that i i have been given an opportunity that most people who are already gone on this earth people who have already passed on would die for excuse the pun but but they will excuse excuse them, but they will die for you know because they they i'm sure if you if you have regret when you're dead when you if you have regrets when you're dead one of your most important regrets when you're dead it must be i wish i wish i accepted jesus christ i wish i died in christ i wish because now i will know that i will i will attain eternal life you know but it's too late because after death you 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 cannot you know you cannot you cannot just be born again you know you, you must do this while you are still alive that is why god is giving us this opportunity to be born again is given us the second chance you know and 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 is ordaining us for eternal life so you have to do it so in, in other words run from that that white that 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 choose the narrow gate run away from that 
wide road that leads to that 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 leads to hell because that that road it's so easy and that road many people say you know when you are living in, in that road that leads to hell that you are living life they don't know life because they have not met Jesus Christ yet that's when you are living life when you are in Christ praise god because you are guaranteed eternal life you are guaranteed eternal life so it's better for you to choose the narrow gate and the bible says it's not easy it is not easy it is not easy it is not easy it is not easy i am not going to lie to you to be a born again christian it is not easy because the day as i always say the day that i accepted jesus christ as my personal savior and lord that was the day that i declared war against the devil and the devil was so happy with me when i was in sin he was my buddy he was so happy he didn't care about me because i was destroying myself i was basically sending myself to hell but but the light came you know and the veil was removed and now i'm in christ and now i'm his enemy because he is the enemy of jesus so automatically that makes him that makes me an enemy as a soldier of the cross and it is not easy the attacks of the devil are real the the devil will attack you the only way you can survive the devil is 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 what jesus said once to his disciples that you must always stay in prayer be in prayer so that you won't be tempted because the devil once attempted to tempt the devil to tempt jesus imagine if you if imagine you trying to tempt god so who, who am i no so i know that there are struggles i know that it's not going to be easy i know that carrying the cross is not easy but I, i i will do it again and again and again and again there is i've taken for myself the best decision ever to carry the cross to be a born again child of god to live a righteous life there is no life that is better than this life praise mighty jesus So anytime any day I choose the narrow gate you can choose the wide gate if you want to you've been given you've been given your own mind to decide to you've been given the right to 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 have a choice on the matter but I I would I would advise you to choose and do what is right and choose the the narrow the narrow path forget about the nice times man forget about what seems to be nice times <laughs> praise god Praise God. We are about to be finished now. So we are going on verse 21 now. We are going on verse 21 now. Remember I was talking about the narrow gate. You know, talking about the narrow gate and the wide gate. The the, the, the narrow gate leads to heaven and and the wide road or wide gate leads to hell. Well now we are talking about we are on verse 21, same chapter. Matthew chapter 7 but a different verse um verse 21 I I never knew you <laughs> I never knew you let us read Not everyone who calls me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only those who do what my father in heaven wants them to do praise god only those who do what must what my what my father in heaven wants them to do how do how do, some people maybe someone would say 
how do I know what 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 God wants me to do? You know, of course, that is why they, God has made sure that there is a manual, there's a Bible. You study the word of God, you will know what God wants you to do. As I was reading here on chapter 36, um, Matthew chapter 36, uh, chapter 6, verse 36, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Basically, that's it. That's what God wants you to do is to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Is to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. So, the, And then Jesus Christ says here, Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. There's a lot of Christians out there. There are so lot of so-called Christians out there. People who say, Lord, Lord, Lord. No, I know my God. I love my God. I love blah, 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 blah. But you, the moment you, and then you, you look at them, look at them closely, you know how, how, how they live their lives, how they live their lives. So their lives are not what they, they, they are professing. You know, what they say by their lips is not how they live in real life. Praise God. These people are fornicators. These people are liars. These people are, um, are thieves. These people, these people are drunks. These people are drug addicts. But they always talk about God as if they know God. As if they know God. When the Bible, when Jesus himself says, no, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. The fact that you know that there is Jesus, the fact that you know that there is God, is not going to take you to heaven. You can, you, can, you can admit it, you can even say, you can confess it, and say there is Jesus, I know there is Jesus, I know there is God. The demons know too, the devil knows too, you are no different from the demons, you are no different from the devil. Listen to what Jesus says here. Listen to what the de- He says here, Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 22 says, when judgment day comes, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, in your name we spoke God's message. By your name we drove out many demons and performed many miracles. 23. And then I will say to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you wicked people. I can talk about this verse until Jesus comes. Basically, we are living in the end times. We are living in the end times. Everybody who is a Christian, everybody who studies his word of God knows this. Because Jesus once said, Jesus once said something very important when he was teaching. In one of his teachings, he, he was, I think, was referring at this to, 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 to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law when he is saying that you people know when it's going to rain, you look at the sky and, 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 you, and you can predict the rain. You can tell it's going to be raining, it's going to be sunny, but you don't recognize the times that you are living in. So it is very important that we recognize the times that we are living in. We are living in the last days. 
We are living in the last days. If you are going to talk about false prophets, praise God. Excuse me. Well, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. So it's very important to recognize the times that we are living in because we are living in the last days. If you know your scripture, if you know the word of God, you know it. And and, and a, a, a judgment day, it's soon. Judgment day is around the corner. When we say that, we are not playing around. We are saying it. And, and, and it will help you if you will live according to the will of God. It will help you if you do what God wants you to do. It will help you if you live a righteous life. It will help you if you seek the face of God in these hard times. Because hard times are at hand. Tribulations are at hand. We, we, are, we are going through stuff. We are going, you thought that coronavirus was the, was the thing. You have not seen anything yet. I am telling you this. You have not seen anything yet. They, they will come. They will come. They will come very soon. So only those who are in the Lord are safe. Only those who are in the Lord are safe. I say this without fear or favor. So the Bible says that, talk about this, and then many will come to him in the judgment day. They will say that we were healing people. We were prophesying. We were doing this in your name. In your name, and the Bible says, he will say, I do not know you. I don't know you. Get away from me, you wicked people. There are a lot of men and women of God who are parading or escalating as women of God. They are not. They are men of God. They are people who say they are men of God. But the Bible says that we will see them by their fruits. So it's better that you study your word and study it. And it's better that if you remove yourself from any church that preaches any other gospel than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because according to the Bible, there is only one gospel. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the devil is an opportunist. The devil knows that he has only a limited time. He has only a limited time. And he will make sure that he takes with him multitudes, multitudes of people. There are gullible people. There are gullible, desperate people out there who would believe anything. Who would believe anything. This thing about receiving all these material things, this thing about seeking the material things, things that you have already promised one, that you are already promised, are the same things that are going to take you to hell. Any church that preaches about cars and houses and, and, and prosperity gospel and whatever they call it, you know, run away from the church. These are the end times. My goodness. Okay. These are, the, uh, these are the end times. So it's better for you to be wise. Seek a church that preaches and exalts the name of Jesus and teaches the gospel of Jesus. 
any church that does not teach the teachings of Jesus Christ, does not, that does not teach you the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, any church that does not give you uh, teach you the message of grace, any church that does not give you the, the, teach you the message of eternal life, that is not a church we are supposed to be. Any church that makes you to receive cars, material things, is not where you're supposed to be. In a church, you're supposed to receive the word of God. We are there to worship God. Anything else that they preach that is not of God is of the devil. So there are many men who will say, because they fear, they fear hell, who will say that we're preaching in your name, we're doing all these things. And Jesus will say, I do not know you, you wicked people. So save yourself. Seek God for yourself. Salvation is personal. Seek a church where you can worship God and praise God that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stop running after things. Stop running after things. Stop running after things. Stop running after material things. Stop running after cars and houses. Those things have already been promised to you. All that you have to do, do what, what God says you must do. And you will get those things without paying a cent. No blessings is sold in the kingdom of God. None of those things are true. Praise mighty Jesus. So any man that preaches any other gospel than the gospel of Jesus Christ, that man is not from God. He is from the devil. So want you to be wise people. Because you don't want to be one of those people who will say, Lord, 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 I was serving you, I was doing this, and Jesus will not recognize you. Because a lot of these men that you see on TV, your favorite pastors, your flamboyant prophets, and your apostles, God do not know them. God don't know them. And they are not operating by the, by the Holy Spirit. These people are operating by other spirits. And be wise. Pray for the spirit of discernment. Seek God for yourself. Study the word of God by yourself. Please. Well, that's it for today. It's, it's been a, a wonderful, 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 wonderful second episode. Well, this is the series, of course. This is the series, a 10-episode series. So we have eight more series to go. So it's been lovely. It's been blessed. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, I believe that your people, oh God, will, will, will take your word seriously. I believe that your people will begin to read and study the word of God for themselves, oh God. Father, may your people seek you. May your people seek you. May your people seek you in everything that they do. May they, may they be led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity and this platform in the name that is above any other name, the name of Jesus. Well, I am the latter-day preacher. It's been, it's been, it's been nice. It's been nice. It's been nice. Tell me if you agree with me. You can leave a message. There is a space where you can leave a message here, a voice message. Then we, me and you, you can tell me how it's been. How it's been. It's a second episode. Until next time, guys, I'll see you. I think I've reached uh, my maximum recording time of 60 minutes. Um, Bye-bye. See you next time tomorrow for the third episode of the series, The Teachings of Jesus Christ. 
praise mighty Jesus and bye-bye.